shopping. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow and they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallam and Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane and Shane back with you again. Uh, Shane, we just had all of our you know, conference championships for for all of college football which game was your favorite do you think was it was it bama georgia um i you know i maybe it's because i'm here i like the pitwick force was was just fun that was just a fun game at least that first half was fun that i was enjoyed the watching fake that slide one. fun the fake slide was a lot of fun it it, it it created some good arguments on on the twitter box there yeah i i I think that's going to be an area of concern um, because, you know, if in case you don't know, Kenny Pickett did a fake slide and he was going down. So the defender stopped. So they didn't hit him and get penalized. And then he just goes, nah, whoops, just kidding. Um, nah, what? Hold up. And then he like stood back up, didn't go down and started running in, and he ran into the end zone. Um, that That's going to be. Like, an issue. Dave because Crowley, if he was going to try to slide again, he was going to get hit hard. Yeah. By I mean, Wake Forest the, the Wake Forest coach after the game, Dave Crowley said, like, his guys did the right thing. If Kenny Pickett did that on purpose, then he's a genius. Kenny Pickett, of course, after the game said that he did it on purpose. Uh, and, you know, Crowley said, like, the NCAA's got to blow the whistle. They got to right. stop it. You know, yeah, it's yeah. on that. Like, it's not on Kenny. Like, Kenny Pickett, go for it. Like, yeah. What's the worst going to happen? The the issue that that I have found in when when talking about this is in college football, it's it the play is dead and the ball actually goes back to where you started the slide. Right, that's the rule for college football. If you're a big Gopher fan like I am, you know that rule really really well because Tanner Morgan doesn't know where to slide, right, or when to slide. Um, so I think that's something that needs to be looked at. Other things we're going to talk about today. We've got some nonsense that we have to work through. Um, we have coaching changes, transfer portal. We're going to uh, react to the Heisman finalists. And then just whatever might come up after that. Um, so first, Shane, um, you, you might have seen my tweet a little earlier. Um, Whit and I were just out eating. Um, one of my good friends um, runs a restaurant here in town. They have absolutely d- delicious food. Like one of my absolute favorite places to go. Um, in case you're wondering, I got a rodeo burger. Okay. Uh, barbecue sauce on the side. Because I like to dunk in the barbecue sauce. Sometimes barbecue, you know, just with sauces on burgers. It might not always be even per bite. So I just want to make that decision myself, you know. <laughs> uh, my, my wife had um, a sirloin steak. I think she had a petite sirloin. 
uh, with baked potato. So just great food. Um, kind of a steakhouse burger restaurant. It's actually um, um, ground sirloin is their burgers. So really great stuff, right? Um, there's like another guy that's sitting nearish us. We don't we don't know him. He hits us. He hits the bartender up with the line, which is my good friend, and he goes, "I don't normally complain, but." And oh, this no. is the first thing that came to my mind right if you have to rationalize it by saying i don't normally complain that means you complain all the damn time right right no one that just like never complains they don't say i don't normally do this like no one says that unless you complain all the time right like that's the rational response because you're trying to justify every other time that you've complained by saying i don't do this much but but and then he goes my hamburger is too done and and the bartender goes well we cook our our burgers so they're done right i don't know how he he phrased it and he goes what kind of burger would you were you looking for he goes i don't know closer to medium and he goes no one really makes a burger medium and that's the way you get it, right? If I go to any restaurant and they don't ask me how I want my burger done, it's not going to come out medium. Right. If, like, if they don't ask you, yeah. That's, that's not that's not how burgers work, first of all. Um, and, and second of all, like more people would complain if all their burgers were medium. That is true. Right. It's like, oh, my burger is still kind of pink in the middle. It's warm, but it's pink in the middle. And it's like... No one, like, more people are going to p- complain that way, right? Um, so he ends up getting his burgery done. And then, like, so he, my, my friend grabs the plate from him. Because I don't know if this guy was, like, expecting that burger and another burger. And he <laughs> grabs it and brings it back to the kitchen. And he goes, oh, okay. I was like, were you expecting double burger? He was going for the double burger. I think he's going double burger. Yeah. Um, and I respect the effort. Um, but what I don't respect is you saying I don't do this often. But like, you, I think you can apologize. You could be like, "Look, I'm I'm sorry for asking, but like, you can't you cannot say I don't do this. Clearly, you had you do, or you wouldn't know to even say that, right? I never do this, <laughs> and it's like, all right, like, and I know this guy. I've known him my entire life, right? We went to, we went to grade school together. If you if I would just be like even to anyone i was like this isn't exactly how i want this done and they'd be like oh what's wrong with it right but to be like my i don't do this but my burger's too done i wanted it medium and it's like what like what thought process is that you know what i mean i i also like it's one thing if they ask you and i'm like oh i want it medium rare and then it's well done but like if they don't ask me, I don't think there's an instance where I would complain about the dumbness of my burger. Exactly. You know like, what I mean? Like if they don't if, ask if, me, it is what it is. If they if they don't ask me, I'm fully expecting to get like a well done burger. Right. Right. It's gonna be completely cooked. Right? That that's what you're getting, right? It's not like you're gonna roll up to like Burger King or McDonald's, be like, it's kind of pink <laughs> in the middle. I don't want this, right? Like, that means that an error has happened. 
I'm trying that next. I'm going. I'm running off McDonald's, but can I get a medium rare Big Mac, please? They'd be like, no. They'd <laughs> be like, what's wrong with you? But but you know what I mean. Like it it that doesn't happen. So I was just completely flabbergasted by this guy. Yeah. Second reason why I was flabbergasted by this guy. Uh, this I realized we were seated at the bar, and and some people at the bar think that they can have conversations with people nearish them, right? Right. You can't. <laughs> Keep those conversations to yourself, right? If I'm talking to my friend and you know, we're Vikings fans and we're like this like all we said was like terrible game. And we're like, yep, we don't have to say anything else. We know exactly how the other person's feeling. Vikings lost to the Lions. <laughs> right. We don't right, have right, to like good. go further. Got it. Um and then and then he goes like and then my friend just asked is like you think we can get anything for Kirk next year? And I was like, that's a fair question. And then this old guy goes, get rid of Spielman, get rid of Zimmer, get rid of Kirk. And I said, Kirk has a $44 million cap hit next year. We can't get rid of him. (laughs) And he goes, it's all about the money. And I said, well, yeah. Like, the way that the salary cap works, sir, is that you can only have so much money doled out to players, right? And if you're wasting that money, also known as dead cap, uh, it's not good for your team. Uh, and so I I kind of lost it a little bit. I was like, $44 million cap hit. We're not getting rid of Kirk Cousins. And my wife's like, oh, my. Uh-oh. All right. She knows, she knows what's what, what this is. It's worth noting that this happened after the I don't do this, but so like okay. I was already like on edge because <laughs> that was the third time he had actually butted into our conversation. Uh, yeah, come on, man. Like, there's a new restaurant in town. We're like, oh, we wanted to go there on Friday, but like it, it was uh, a 30 minute wait to get a table, and. My friend was like, oh, it was really busy here, too, on Saturday. So I don't know if some, like, something was in town or... No, this is Friday night. He's like, I don't know if something was in town or what was going on, right? I was like, oh, so it was just busy everywhere. Sure. And then he goes, yeah, I looked at the menu at that new place. Seems pretty <laughs> expensive. And I was like, dude, get out of here. <laughs> like, so That's such like, a weird thing. And I realized that I live in small town Minnesota. And right, I get right. all that. But Shane, would you ever add yourself? Let's say you're seated at the bar by yourself. Would you ever insert yourself to a conversation between someone three chairs over and the bartender? I well, like I, I'm not extroverted enough to do that. So my answer is probably no. Especially after you just complained. Right, right, food. right. Like made an ass out of yourself. I I think I like there are certain circumstances if it's like, you know, especially football stuff. But you have to be tactful in how you enter and contribute to the actual conversation. Right. Like you can't take it anywhere else. You can't be like that guy and complain about some prices that you guys weren't talking about. You know, you got to come in with, uh, oh, yeah, I, I you know, I, I try to go there, too. Like, like you know, if you want to try to enter the conversation, you can't just start out being the center of attention for that conversation. I, but I probably wouldn't. Right. Do it. I'm going to be honest. I probably wouldn't. Um, do it. You know, I've probably inserted myself into some, but like they're probably people like I knew ancillarily. Is that a word? 
ancillarily. I, I don't um, know, but I like it. So yeah, it was it had some pizzazz, I gotta be honest with you. Um but you know, I, I they're either like a friend of a friend, and like the friend is also with them. You know what right. I mean? Like right. I'm yeah, not just gonna fair. say to like some random person. Um, especially after I've complained about food. I don't know why I keep going back to that, but it's still rubbing me the wrong way. Um, I, I, like, if you complain about food, just don't talk the rest of the night. Right. I So I've been at some places where, you know me, I don't do spicy food well. And I've ordered things that are, like, just supposed to be a hair spicy, right? They said just a little bit of spice, and they've absolutely killed me. I will sit there, and I will continue eating and not complain yeah i will be sure. in pain and not complain. like just take it and they're like oh you didn't eat that much and it's like well my mouth's on fire like I, w- I would just say like nope i just am a slow eater right like i someone on on twitter said um let's find the exact quote our friend kevin um says i will eat an entirely different meal than the one i ordered rather than complain <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's definitely rare. Like, I I hate it. I hate complaining. I, I mean, I feel like I've done it once or twice. It's been like be at a steakhouse, and, you know, the steak's very much different than what I asked for. And I was very grudgingly, you know. Is, is there a price on the food that makes you more willing to complain? Right. Let's say you're, yeah. you and your wife go out to like a nicer place. Like, it, at, let's say it's like, I don't know. Because I feel like for like a ten dollar burger or something like that and fries, no like, way. It if it's a little dry, like put some ketchup on it, suck it up, and like keep moving. You know what I mean? Yeah, unless something's uh, egregiously like raw, you know. And yeah, right. Not so let let's say like uh, uh kind of I don't know maybe more upscale like Mexican place. Let's say you're spending like twenty five dollars a plate, and I don't know. Let, well, what's a good example? Um, you know, let's say yeah, food just I comes mean, out cold. Um, I don't think I would. It would, it ha- would, it, would the food have to be raw for you basically I, to be like, you I, know. I, th- I think it'd have to be raw or like a slightly higher price point. Like I said, just super egregious difference of like a steak. I asked, you know, back then, I when when this happened, I liked it more well done. Now I don't. Now I like medium, well, medium this, rare. This is the end of this podcast. Would be like the opposite. But no, I, I like medium rare now. That yeah. was that was just my my history of my parents and like they cooked yeah. everything to death. So you know, I was like, oh, like it was like. Oh, rare. are you two Norwegian and German? <laughs> <laughs> we are not, but I... because that's what happened. <laughs> But like it, you know, it was egregiously like on the other end, and yeah. I very begrudgingly was like, uh, you know, I, I I could eat it, but I just didn't feel comfortable. But like cold, nah, I'll eat it, and I'll be like, I guess that place isn't very good, it, right? Like sure. I, I made the decision to go there. So like, at at what point do you think that like if something's wrong, that you would like a hundred percent be like, hey, yeah, I mean, I feel like. Here's this pizza, and oh, the dough's still raw. It'd have to be like, okay, this yeah. something is wrong. Like, this is 
clearly just a mistake that happened. Not like, you know, it's my preference that is messed up. Here's here's an example for you. Uh, because this actually happened, right, in, in my life. We're at a kind of pretty nice place in Chicago. Um, it's called Girl and the Goat. Um, I don't know if you're a Top Chef fan, but the first person that won Top Chef I believe owns this restaurant and is like the head chef of this restaurant, right? Nice. So pretty popular place in Chicago. Um, something that that we had never tried before we ordered, right? Because I think that's important. You're trying new things. Yeah. And like Whitney and I both tried it and we're like, mm-mm. This is not for us. Like, would you ever complain? about something because you didn't like it even though it was actually cooked properly i would i would not like um i would not personally like if i made the choice to buy this thing and take that risk like that is on me to me yeah no i i i agree um i it i think it was um duck or goat confit yeah so a that, risk that that is a yeah risk. like I, we had never tried it before but it's yeah, like sure. if you're gonna try something and go out of your comfort zone like i'm gonna do it at a pretty nice restaurant you know right. what i mean especially right. because that place is all tapas so it's like it's not like so, i'm i'm out like an entire meal right it's just yeah, one little plate of food i just fair. didn't like yeah. you know um but it's i never said anything yeah we also just had people with us and we're like all right there's six of us here five or six of us here like let's just finish it one of one of you people are yeah well and no one really liked it but it's like we're working together yeah (laughs) to now eat this thing you know um but yeah I, i think when it comes to like steak and things like that sure like if if i order because i order order like rare medium rare somewhere in there and if i get a steak that's like medium well or well i'm like okay or like you know or the opposite end fast food if i order something's not there i like i'm asking for it it so to me it depends what it is Uh, like if there is anything that i ordered like paid for and it's just not there i'm not gonna make like a big fuss about it but all I can say, like I've done it before, like uh, my wife, you know, like order breakfast or whatever McDonald's, like I'll oh, give me a hash brown. My wife really likes that. I'll go and be like, hey, uh, they didn't include the hash brown. Can I just get one? They just give me one. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I yeah. I, I have a hard time with that even. Yeah. Also, I, I think most I don't think most of it is like the awkwardness of the social construct. I think it's just I'm lazy. Well, that, that and works. I don't I don't want to walk back inside. <laughs> Especially if it's like for a small fry, I'm like, well, we lost it. <laughs> we lost out on that one. It wasn't meant to be. That one time they gave us the extra chicken nugget, it bounces out. Oh, if it if it's anything like my wife ordered, I'm right in there. But if right. it's something that it's like, you know, I ordered like a meal or whatever McDonald's, and I didn't get a fry, and like I don't really like French fries anyways. So it's, it's like it's to me, it's no big deal, right? But if you're missing my like sandwich or something, I'm like, <laughs> like, well, okay, okay. Yeah, we got it. We got to go in there. Um, I'm still just worked up about this old guy. I think this is going to be a theme on the. You know, he, he doesn't usually do that, so you don't have to worry about it. Okay. And the worst part is like he referenced that like he's been here before, and then he referenced the other place that like this family also owns. 
Like I've been here and Leroy's and like, this is just the worst one I've had. And it's like, okay, dude. And he goes, I've eaten there a bunch of times. It's a weird, it's just weird flexes for no reason. I know. It's like, I want to show you how many times I've been at these restaurants. Yeah. Like Um, he, he could have complained in a way that'd be like kind of douchey, but like, uh, can I get like a just ask asking if you could get a medium burger? Like he just doesn't like it well done, and then like still be kind of a douchey move, right? But like this sounds really bad. Like right, and it's and I I'm gonna text my friend after this podcast <laughs> and be like, you know that dude. See that that's the thing I don't know. Like if if he knows that this dude actually comes in here a few times, then like he can he can sprinkle in some some backstory. So we might we might have more on that tonight. Yeah, join join uh, patreon.com slash Debbie Marketplace to hear the Yeah, Patreon I'll, I'll text him. Kane texts his friend. I'll, yeah, I'll text him. Uh, <laughs> he's still working, but um, I think they, they close soon. Um, so we got to talk coaching changes. Um, there's been a lot, man. Yes, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. And there's been some replacements. And I think some have been really good. And I think some have been confusing. Um, I'll get to the confusing one. It's good. This one is more confusing to me than to anyone else that probably listens to this podcast. Okay. Um, but which one do you think was the best hire overall? I mean, I think that's easy, right? Like, I think the Lincoln Riley hire is. By far the best. I mean, he was a top five coach in college football. If you're USC, this is an absolute coup to get a creative offensive mind that was sending QB's number one overall to the NFL, like to get this guy and he's going to bring half his recruiting class and probably a couple transfers like the USC is going to be a lot better very, very quickly. And look at what else has happened in the Pac-12. I'm not sure anyone else is going to keep up. So here, here's something that I thought was interesting that I read. And granted, I don't know how much credence we can kind of give to this, right? Um, but but someone had said, what if it wasn't Lincoln Riley bringing these kids in? What if the kids were trying to stay home and they brought in Lincoln Riley? I'm, I mean, that's interesting. I, don't... I, think, I think it's a lot... I, I don't think it's like necessarily one way or the other. I think, yeah, I mean, I think Lincoln Riley would have had to know that he's bringing in really Brown and bringing in right all these right. really great players. Like, you know, they're they're going there for him and his offense, and now he's closer and at a school that most of them visited, like had on their list. Why would they not go? Yeah, yeah. he 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 knew that was gonna happen maybe loses one or two you know but like any any that he gets that's a win and i i don't know about you like i could be wrong i haven't looked too thoroughly but i haven't seen any usc recruits uh, i think there were one or two that decommitted not not a ton like i, I feel like he's still getting most but of that i think they, i think they were decommitting before yeah when before he came right when helton was out they're yeah, like that hmm. makes sense um so here's what i'm gonna tell you is my since you took that one, which I think that is the number one hire, I'm going to give you what I believe is the number two hire. All right. Um, and it's it's up by you. 
Oh, I, I, I thought I thought you're gonna go with Jerry Kill, your your boy. And that'll be the next question. <laughs> Just kidding. Good. We, what's, what's, we we're gonna have words um, about Jerry. It's UConn. Oh, interesting. So UConn hires Jim Mora, and I think that is really interesting. I also like that he's not Jim Mora Jr. anymore. Just, just drop. Jr. just got dropped. I like it. Like I, I, I think this is the best coach that UConn could have brought in. I'm going to be honest with you. Like realistically, right? I think I think this is the best coach that that they could have brought in. Um, and props to them. Because I I think this will help UConn kind of move in the right direction. And, and he was on staff this year, you know, so he knows the guys that are there. Obviously, UConn was one of the worst, maybe the worst team in college football this year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you get a guy that's coached in the NFL, that's um, had a lot of success there, right? That's like coached uh, coached at a high level, coached the Pac-12. Yeah, I know. I, I think that's a really good underrated signing that people aren't talking about yeah I, between you know his work in the nfl I, he was with the seahawks and the falcons, the falcons. Was, yeah the big with and then think. 49ers was before the falcons i think right um but you know all of that and then you include um the fact that he knows the college game too mm-hmm. um i think this is honestly the best coach that UConn could have brought in just overall. Uh, so props to UConn. Um, not, yeah. I don't give props to UConn football often or really ever before, but props here. <laughs> now let's go on the flip side. Worst <laughs> coaching hire. Um, Do you want to start? I, yeah, you, you want to start this one? Jerry. <laughs> Jerry Kill, New Mexico State. Okay. When Jerry Kill, let, I don't I don't know how deep I'm going to get in here. Um, I'm going to try to just start just on the outside. And we'll see how how deep this this brings me in. Um, when when Jerry Kill left the University of Minnesota, right? He said that he would never be coaching again. Uh, before this head coaching job, he's already done it multiple times in multiple different places. So he's already a fibster. Um, and then one of the coordinators for, for Jerry Kill, I believe a coordinator, Tracy Clays, who I don't think he's coaching anymore because he left at Washington or Washington State like partway through a game or partway through the season or something because he was terrible. I think he was one game into Washington State, if I remember right. But Tracy Clays um, was, was the head coach. Um, and Tracy Clays and the AD just were not seeing eye to eye. And if you want to say that that you didn't like how um, Tracy Clay's was let go due to kind of just campus politics, sure, I get that. Um, but Jerry Kill once said, um, "I want to get the exact quote." Um. He ca- so he calls in after uh, Tracy Clays is fired 
right? And he's pretty emotional. Um, and says, quote, he will, he will, quote, will not ever, end quote, step back, step foot back on the University of Minnesota campus. That he wouldn't step foot in the stadium, wouldn't step foot on the campus, didn't even want to step foot in Minnesota. Who state. is New Mexico State playing week one? <laughs> no on way. the road? No way. No way. New Mexico State at the University of Minnesota. Uh, what? Oh, my gosh. Um, see a problem there? Or no, it's week two. Sorry, week two. Oh, well, they should get a week. Wait a week. Like, I see a problem here, sir. Um, you say you're not going to ever step foot on the University of Minnesota campus. Thursday, September 1st, presumably at 11 a.m. Or no, it's Thursday, so that'll be Thursday at, at what, 7.30, 7 o'clock p.m. Um, you're going to be in Huntington Bank Stadium doing everything you said you were not going to do. Instead, it's just not for the Gophers. Sure, sure. Um, so I just, I can't with this hire. <laughs> um, oh, I, I will nuts. say that, like, a lot of people have said that Jerry Kill is the coach that they would want their sons to play for and sure, whatever. Sure. Um, but I have a hard time with this one. Very hard yeah. time. Yeah, like I don't think it's going to be great. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm very unhappy. Just overall. Um, but I think I'm nothing would make me happier than being at this game and Jerry Kill getting absolutely destroyed by the Gophers because the Gophers are bringing back some of their best players and Tanner Morgan. I, I really hope that the Gophers heavily promote all, all that crap that you just said about that Jerry Kill said. I hope like every student in that stadium knows what's what's going on because I think they will they will be into that game. But you know, so he, I don't think PJ Fleck will, right? Because I think that that doesn't fit in with like the road the boat be above it mentality. Well, sure, he's not gonna bait it, but but I think some other people are gonna bait it. But like um, the press can. Yeah, the alumni. I I think they will, um, especially since they call he called into a sports radio show, right? Yeah, to say that he would never step foot on the campus again. Love um, it. So that's what I think is the worst hire, just because I know they face the Gophers. Who do you think is the worst hire? That we've it's, had so far? it's tough. I don't I don't think there's any that are egregious. Probably the worst for me is. Louisiana Tech and look, it's Louisiana Tech. Like they're not great, but they hired Sonny Cumbie, who was the interim head coach at Texas Tech. So Texas Matt Wells got fired. His offensive coordinator Sonny Cumbie takes over, wins one game, loses another game, and then gets a head coaching job. Like you, you got you, the guy in front of you fired, you know, and now you get a head coaching job. Like there are so many lower level coaches or coordinators of like good programs that probably would take yep. a Louisiana tech job. And you're like hiring a guy that 
I, I don't think's actually been that good of a coach. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy to me. Yeah, and I don't necessarily understand um, fully why Holtz is leaving, or like why he got fired. Yeah, I don't like. I don't know. I don't know what the expectation is. A sixty-four and forty-nine record, seven bowl appearances in nine seasons. Like, what do you want? Yeah, like Louisiana Tech. That is that's pretty darn good. Like seven bowl appearances. His sixty-four wins are the third most in program history. So, like, what what is the goal here? Like this year was only the second time he's been under five hundred, and the other one was his very first year taking over a garbage team. Like, come on! Yeah, I I just have seven bowls in a row before. Yeah, all seven in a row before this. Crazy. So sure, it was a bad season. Yeah. Like, but did you? I think my favorite thing about the the coaching changes is that Butch Davis withdrew his name from the Oklahoma job. <laughs> that to me is the funniest. What a flex! Like, like, <laughs> like you were like you were gonna be talked to about this job, Butch Davis. Get out of like, here, man! I know they're gonna want me, but. You know what? It didn't work out at FIU, so I'm just going to say I don't think it'll work out at Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I, know I was at the top of your list, but... I just oh have such a problem. <laughs> that just makes me laugh so much. But, like, it, I'm, I think I'm going to do that. The next time there's, like, a cabinet position open in the U.S. government, you know, I'm going to... I think I'm going to make an official statement. Like, I'm, I'm going to withdraw my name from Secretary of State. I'm just... I actually withdrew my name for for Secretary of Defense. I know I was with with, with your vast I know experience. I, I work in safety, so you know it's DOT safety, but like still, it's it's related. The DOTs in the in the executive branch, exactly. Yeah. Um, but that that's what we got to talk about. We had to talk about those. We had we hadn't really. I'm chatted about coaching changes yet. Let's just touch on the the transfer portal guys real quick. Um, two top guys that we haven't even really talked a whole lot about in our in our Patreon. Um, the first being Quinn Ewers, right? Quinn Ewers leaving Ohio State. We'll just start here. Shane, do you blame him? No, I mean I I I was a little surprised, but um, yeah, I, I mean I don't. If 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 the goal was to kind of get the NIL money and um, you know, it seems, it seems like the reports that like he had to start for it, the guy retracted that report. So it just seems like he wasn't going to start and he's going to go back homesick to Texas and Texas tech seems to be in the lead with a guy he has a relationship with and McGuire. Like I can understand. Sure. Um, like I get it. Do you think he's actually going to Texas Tech? Um, I do. I just I I don't know if I don't know if he walks into Texas and is handed that job, but I think Texas he should. Tech he is. I understand he should, but I don't think Sarkeesian's going to make that promise. 
to him. That's fair. You know um, what I mean? Yeah, I suppose. Um, the other five-star guy is Eli Ricks, the number one corner in the 23 class, right? Yeah. Uh, any thought on on where he's going to be headed? He, he did visit Ohio State. I think today. The f- fingers crossed. But, I think he did, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man. I mean, it, it seems like it's going to be somewhere super high profile, right? Like, I, I kind of think he'll go to Bama, personally. But we'll Can't see. blame him there, either. No, I mean, oh. yeah. You know, I think the other thing that we do kind of need to touch on is the ever-changing accent of Brian Kelly. Uh, look, I'm gonna be honest. I listened to the video. Uh, he had that one family that kind of sounded like it, but like outside of that, I didn't think it was that bad. I I, I felt it was a little overblown. But I think it still think it's funny. Uh, it's funny, but so as soon as that happened, I talked in a in a southern accent for like. A full day. <laughs> as soon as that video dropped, and my wife was just not feeling it. Oh man! I think she That's was pretty great. much just thinking, like, "No, you're done. Like, no more. Like, please, please uh, don't." Yeah, that's really what it was. Um, and who who else are you looking at that, um, that is transferring? Who who are some big names for you? Jaden Hazelwood, I think it looks like he's going to go to Arkansas. I think he announced he's going to Arkansas. Yeah. I think that's a nice fit. He could take that Traylon Burks role. Uh, had a couple big games this year. Um, I think an under-the-radar run is receiver Tavian Robinson from Virginia Tech, who's going to Kentucky, probably going to play that Wanda Robinson role. So I think that's intriguing. He's a player that I had on my you know, NFL draft radar, had a good freshman season. Um so th- those were two receivers. And then we heard um, Kanata Mumfield, uh, the, the true freshman that had such a good season um, for Akron this year. Um, I think it was Akron. Sometimes uh, it's Mac schools. I, yeah, it's Akron. Just in my brain. Just my brain is just like, yeah, it was Akron. Just like mixes them up and I'm like, wait. Um, who I, I have in my top 10 for the 2024 receivers, you know, in, in terms of receivers in the 2024 draft. He's transferring probably up to a power five, uh, which is really exciting. Yeah. Some other names, obviously, uh, uh, Jameer Gibbs looks like he's going to be headed to Alabama. Um,
And then we, we got to look out for Tamir Gibbs. Um, Crystal Ball currently saying that he's going to be going to Alabama. And I, I think that muddies the water for Alabama pretty severely. Um, you know, you have Jason McClellan, who I'm a big fan of. He ended up tearing his ACL, I believe. Um, so Roydale Williams is, is the main healthy player. You have Kamar Wheaton. Like, I'm just not really sure what this offense does here, to be completely honest with you. I, I mean, if if Jameer Gibbs is coming there, he's the guy. Like, Well, and then you have uh, Emmanuel Henderson, the number one overall running back in this recruiting class. Sure. Alabama as well. And but, they have another one coming. Um, I think there's someone lower down, but like I, you know, those freshmen weren't gonna get much play anyway. So it kind of is what it is. Uh, if yeah, Jameer Gibbs to, to Alabama is gonna be crazy. Absolutely. But he's gonna have to start. They're going to have to give him that role. And then maybe Roy Dell Williams, maybe Jish McClellan if he can get healthy. Probably that's probably yeah, it's probably Gibson Rodell Williams. That's probably what the Alabama backfield's gonna look like. Uh, Kamar Wheaton, I think you've been saying it, it's probably the guy that gets hit the most. Yeah, from you know, offense. um Jamarian Miller, mm. um, who's the seventh overall running back as well. Yeah. Lower down, seventh overall. Yeah. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, Alabama. Like, can you stop? Like, I know you're not going to, but um, you know, I I think that's that's pretty interesting. Um, and you know, you have Zach Evans as well. Um, yeah, he went to Mississippi. Who's also getting Dylan Gabriel. I mean that 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 whole link of an offense could look very different, but really, really powerful in a year if he decides to go there or Tennessee. Like I don't. I want to say it's not too terribly different than what it was this year. I think the offense is going to be still be pretty similar. Yeah. I would agree. Um, I think I I think you just don't have two running backs, right? And Snoop Connor and Jerry and Ely. I think it's just becomes Zach Evans. If if they get Zach Evans to go there, right, right. If if that happens, ultimately, um, which I think would be super intriguing. I hope I, I hope for that over Tennessee. I'll say that at least. Well, didn't ten, so Tennessee lost tie-in. Right, Tyne Evans, and he's going to Louisville. He's going to Louisville, which I mean, you know, it seems like I think Malik Cunningham's coming back. He, he should, he should have a shot at starting. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's like it's kind of interesting, but I don't think it's interesting enough to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's fair because uh, Hassan Hall's also transferring away from there, so he's taking that. Yeah, Spencer Rattler to potentially UCLA, Jake Hayner to potentially Washington. Yeah, I think he's already committed to Washington. That's his following his coach from Fresno. Yeah, a good idea there. Um, Great. I think you have an interesting one is to see where Taj Harris is going to land. Um, coming from Syracuse. Or no, he committed to Kentucky, didn't he? Oh, I, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, if if that is true, I was yeah, a little bit surprised that he. So Kentucky getting two. 
probably two decent receivers yeah. there. I think Jalen Berger is interesting. Going to yeah. Michigan State. Fill that role. Yeah, I, you know, I think there's I, still some I, guys out there that are going to be pretty I, pretty. I actually think Lynn J. Dixon going to West Virginia. Letty Brown's going to graduate. I, he's super productive in that offense. If Lynn J. Dixon wins that job, I mean, that's a productive job. Yeah. Harrison Bailey potentially going to Georgia Tech. Like, that's a nothing for me. Yeah, that, that crystal ball to me is weird. I don't know. That seems like such an odd. I don't know if that'll happen. Yeah. Um, what's going to be interesting, I think, is where Jack Miller ends up. Because he could bad. end up, he could end up, well, he was a four star guy. He could end up somewhere really, really nice. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll keep everyone posted on that. Um, but Shane, you want to teach me about history real quick? Yeah, let's let's do it. We're going we're to talk about uh, one of my favorite women in history, and that is Ida Tarbell, uh, famous muckraker. Do you know what a muckraker is? Uh, yeah, it's someone that says disparaging comments about their political opponents. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's kind of a you know investigative journalist that's very like hardcore, right? Against something like you said, that's going to write about it. Ida Tarbell was a uh, from Western PA. She went to the same college my wife did, Allegheny College in Meadville, Pennsylvania, um, and it was just we're talking progressive era, early twentieth century. And so her dad owned uh, near Erie, PA, uh, owned a, a small oil kind of refinery manufacturing thing. And um, Standard Oil had this monopoly that was essentially illegal, but they would either buy you out, you know, or they would sell their oil to everyone you were selling to like super cheap until you just failed. It was called the Cleveland Massacre. They took out like 10 oil companies in the Midwest, took them out. So, you know, she goes to college, she becomes a journalist. She's like, I'm going to take down Standard Oil. Uh, and so she started investigating them. They were owned by John D. Rockefeller, the Rockefellers, like he, you know, one of those robber barons that. That's uh, like one of the most important. Yeah. I suppose, I don't know if it's important technically, but like he did a lot when it, like he was super wealthy, like, like one of the wealthiest people ever. Yeah. Yeah. If you, would, if you would adjust. If you adjust money like to today, right? Him and the Carnegie Mellon, those guys were all doing crazy things to make a lot of money. So he has this monopoly. So she's interviewing like ex-employees and lawyers. She even talked to like an employee who just talking to her because like they're powerful. She can't do anything. And so, um, you know, she had this like multiple expose that show that they were violating the Sherman Antitrust Act. They were doing illegal practices to take out these small oil refineries that was illegal. Um, and they got sued, went to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court ruled uh, that uh, they were a trust and they had to break up because of what she wrote. Uh, and today, that's why Standard Oil broke up into a couple things, a couple smaller trusts like ExxonMobil, Chevron, oil companies we have today. So um, Ida Tarbell, one, one, one woman, in the early 20th century, making a difference, breaking up this giant conglomerate that you know controlled oil prices and screwed a bunch of people over. Now, that's really cool. I know why I I was giving you the definition of mudslinging 
Oh, okay. Not yeah. the definition of, of muckraking, which they they were taught, like, if I remember right, almost like back-to-back pages of our American history. like Similar, similar time periods. Yeah. There. They're, and they're pretty similar-ish, kind of. Yeah, just different different people. The muckraking thing came from Teddy Roosevelt when, like, these muckrakers would kind of go after him. Like, they helped get him elected. They were supporters. But they would go after him on the specific issues. And he's like, you're just basically raking shit. Like, why do you care, you know, about this about this crap, you know? And we and, like Teddy, right? Yeah, and, and he's, he was a good... But, you know, like any politician, he got annoyed by people that sure. didn't just fully just flat out support what he did so sure so let's dive into um our buys and sells you want to go first i will i will because my buy came from a a a conversation in our patreon discord um from you kane and that's my man tyler van dyke the quarterback from miami that Uh... i i like like i I, i'm gonna watching him this year when he took over like he is a legitimate nfl talent and now with with Mario Cristobal there, the Oregon offense getting installed, that we saw Justin Herbert in, like Van Dyke's gonna fly to the moon. He's my number three quarterback, twenty twenty three class. I'm, I'm gonna make a bold prediction on this show that all of you can old takes expose me on. Tyler Van Dyke will be a top ten pick in the NFL draft. Whoa! At some, at some point, at some point in his career, maybe it's not twenty twenty three, but at some point in his career, he's gonna be a top ten pick in the NFL draft, which I think would make him the highest Miami quarterback ever drafted. If I'm not wrong, if I'm not mistaken. So that's my buy, buy him. If people don't see that, um, my sell is, and this also, also kind of came from you, Kane, this time, um, on your side here, Zach Charbonnet running back for UCLA. You know, you, we were talking James cook, uh, a bit got invited to the senior bowl and you tweeted out that he, uh, Probably more likely to be a day two pick than the any random running back that you like, and I, I agree with that. Like someone like Zach Charbonnet, who I like, probably not a day two pick. You know, when these guys get pumped up, I mean, I like I, lo- I love Pierre Strong. He's Pierre Strong is probably not a day two pick. You know, so I think it's fair to understand NFL draft capital. You could probably sell some of these running backs that are rookies um, for more than you're going to get in. April, May, once this happens. Now, my unknown is uh, Phil Jurgovic going back to school for Boston College. We have someone like Hendon Hooker going back to school for Tennessee. Um, I'm a little bit torn on these kind of older, quote-unquote, quarterbacks going back to school. Part of me thinks there's might be a buy window where you could get them fairly cheap and take that kind of lottery, take a shot. They are Kenny Pickett or whatever. You know, they kind of turn into uh, having high draft capital. Um Maybe it's worthwhile, but part of me is like, are you just going to waste minimal resources to take a shot and the guy's probably not going to be anything anyway? So I'm a little bit torn. Part of me just wants to like take that shot, but uh, it's probably not going to come to fruition. Um, So we've talked about my buy and sell already a little bit. My buy is James Cook, actually. Um, In C2C legs, I think he's just going to be a pretty solid player. Um, and, and I think you can capitalize on, um, switches away from anyone that gets hype, a potential like Tyler Batty, uh, who I don't think is a day two pick, um, 
someone no. like Zach Charbonnet, um, anyone else that anyone says has a shot of being a day two pick, which seems to be like every running back at this point. Right. Um, I think James Cook it just has a good shot. Um, a guy that I'm selling, we talked about it a little bit, um, and and that's Kamar Wheaton. Like, I'm just completely out on Kamar Wheaton. Like, I I know he's insanely talented, but I think he's gonna be the the Trey Sanders. Yeah. Um, and I I hate that that's where we're at, but I I really also like Emmanuel Henderson. And I think he can catch really, really well. And I think he basically is going to, is probably going to end up being the future um, for, for Alabama football. And a guy that I don't know what to do with, I'm leaning towards by, especially when we don't know where the landing spot's going to be. And that's a quarterback that I liked a lot. Uh, that's Chuba Purdy. Mm. Um, who, you know, obviously was at Florida State. It didn't end up winning that job. Um, we've talked before that I don't have the highest regard for for Jay Norvell uh, or for Mike Norvell, rather. Um, Jay Norvell's at a different college, isn't he? Colorado yeah. State. Yeah, Colorado State now. Um, I just, I, I think Chuba Purdy, he can run well. Um, and I think C2C wise, I lean towards a buy, but in Devi leagues, I think he's a sell if you're in a deeper Devi. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I can understand that. Yeah. Like, I want to capitalize on the news, I guess, that he could be going somewhere else and he could be winning that job, but only for C2C purposes. Right. Um, so that's where I'm at with these guys. Um, that's my buy is James Cook, my sale, Kamar Wheaton, and my unknown stock is Chuba Purdy, and hopefully he lands somewhere nice. Um, but that's it for me and Shane. Thank you so much for listening to the Devi Marketplace. We appreciate every single one of you.